Hey Outlaws, welcome to episode 59. I just want to start by saying, every time I sit down to record an episode at the moment, it it appears that every aeroplane in the vicinity of my home decides that it needs to fly across. So we're just going to go with it and we're going to hope that we can work some magic so that you don't have to listen to apparently the entire air force flying over my property. Anyway, today's episode and actually in the coming episodes over the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about slow business. So I'm just going to start by putting this, this out there. I'm going to kind of draw my line in the sand and maybe challenge the status quo ever so slightly, which I enjoy doing. And I'm going to say this, you don't have to grow your business this year. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks. Each week, we'll sit down and have the honest, transparent, and sometimes messy conversations about what it takes to build and grow a successful and fulfilling soul-aligned business on your own terms. Here at Entrepreneurial Outlaws, we advocate for building a business that serves your lifestyle, inspiring you to rewrite the usual business rules and take action through creativity and self-inquiry. We'll encourage and gently challenge you to dig deeper into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, self-published author, mentor, and storyteller. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions, because overthinking is a feminist issue. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business. So, are you ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, so I know I dropped a bombshell, right? You don't have to grow your business this year. But you totally can, right? (laughs) I'm not one to tell people what to do. The reason I talk, the reason I mentioned this, the reason I said it, the reason I wanted to just put it out there is because in online business, and especially for, I think, all of you listening, because we have kind of, I'm using air quotes, we have grown up in very similar business bubbles. There is this narrative that year on year, we must continue to grow right? We must grow. And we we often hear about, you know, building a business, growing a business, scaling a business. Um, and I remember a few years ago, I came across an entrepreneur. I'm not going to name names. And at the time, because I don't know if she does it now, she had like a quiz, right? And in this quiz, you would discover which phase of business you were in, right? Were you growing a business, building a business, scaling a business? And I think there was one more and I can't remember. And I remember taking this quiz and I was just like, I'm not in any of these phases because at that time, my business was really struggling, right? There is that airplane. My business was really struggling. And I didn't fit into any of these categories and it just made me feel so inadequate, right? It made me feel so inadequate because my business apparently wasn't even being built, (laughs) let alone scaling. 
And this, this is a language we often hear. And look, there's nothing wrong with wanting to grow a wildly successful business. And if you are driven by money, that is absolutely okay. And if you're building a business that one day you want to sell and it's going to become this like corporation, that's like, that's up to you. That's your business. But I want to challenge any of you listening who are already feeling slightly overwhelmed by the new year or are unsure whether now is the time to make big plans for your business because the last two years have been a little bit sketchy, right? And I certainly know that last year, this time, I did not make any plans for my business because I was like, what's the fucking point? Um, Who knows where we're going to be? But if any of you are also feeling that way, you know, you don't have to grow your business. You don't have to scale. This doesn't have to be the year that you scale to seven figures or six figures or whatever figure it is. It doesn't have to look like that. And I wanted to share that because I think it's a really interesting concept and it's something to maybe journal about. It's something to consider when you're making plans for your business, when you're looking at either growing your business or how much money you want to make this year or what you're going to be doing this year. And I'll be honest, this is the first year since early days of business where I'm actually going to be tracking my income. And the reason I'm doing that is because I am a visual person, so I like to be able to see. I want to really nurture my finances this year. This is a commitment that I'm making to myself because for me, um, money and the relationship I have with money has always been a little bit wobbly. So this year I'm going to really nurture that, right? I feel like I'm mentally and emotionally in a really strong place to be able to sit down each week and look at my finances and track on my bullet journal how much money I'm making each month. It's not a driving factor for me, but it's nice to be able to honor that commitment to myself. So what the hell does all this have to do with slow business, right? Well, slow business is something that I personally feel like I fell into. I don't think I even knew I was running a slow business until I was doing it. And you may have heard the term slow business before. You may have heard other entrepreneurs talk about it. And slow business refers to the idea of doing less in our business or finding the right pace in our business. To me, it means doing the right things for our own personal journey, right? It's, for me, it's about finding that pace for yourself, you know, finding what is the right path, what is the right journey, doing tasks that really, really connect you back to your passion and the reasons why you started a business in the first place. Now, slow business, it kind of derives from slow living, right? So if you don't know what slow living is, I I have a quote. I've actually done some research and I have notes, guys. So I really don't want to say guys, folks, there we go. So slow living refers to a lifestyle that encourages a slower approach to aspects of everyday life. It has been defined as a movement or action at a relaxed or leisurely pace. Now, if you Google slow living, there are some really great resources, a couple of blogs that I definitely looked through. But then after that, you get into a lot of fear 
a lot of blogs and articles about how to fix your business when it's slow. Because essentially, we're living in a world that wants us to hustle, right? We're living in a world driven by hustle culture, driven by the patriarchy, white supremacy. It is all wrapped up in this idea that we have to do more, that we are never enough. Well, middle fingers up to that. Like I literally just raised my middle fingers up. Please do it with me right now, right? Middle fingers up to all of that bullshit. Okay, so it is suggested that a fast-paced environment can resemble a chaotic nature, whilst the notion of slowing down in slow living implies that people would be able to enjoy life more and be more aware or conscious of sensory cues. It is said to also allow people to more effectively live in the present moment. Slow living is probably not something I do. I really, really struggle to live in the present moment. This is something my coach and I chatted about literally before Christmas. In December, we talked about, do I live in the present moment? I was like, no, I'm either trying to heal stuff from the past and I'm worrying about what comes up next week, tomorrow, whatever it might be. And I caught myself doing that, just that, right? I was driving and I was going to pick up my son And I was really worrying about his, he had this like problem with his leg anyway. And I was worrying about this and we had a hospital appointment and what was going to happen. And I was getting myself into such a state, right? And that's, that's, that's fine. Like that's what, you know, parenting sometimes does to us. But I suddenly realized that I was like jaw clenched, frustrated. Oh my God. So tense. And I caught myself. I was like, no, stop. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Stop catastrophizing. I'm really good at doing that, by the way. Stop catastrophizing. Slow down. Breathe. And remember what you're doing right now. Right? Be conscious of what you're doing right now. So living in the present moment is something that I definitely want to be working on more often in my entire life, which includes my business. You know, being aware of what I'm doing that day focusing on the task in front of me rather than focusing on a deadline that I have that's a week a week from today plus everything else that everybody else wants from me right that's a lot of what we have in business we are often overwhelmed by deadlines and expectations not just our own and we can get really caught up in what's what's coming down the pipeline what's next and we're taught to do that as well right so when it comes to running a slow business I really think of it as, yes, living in the moment, trying to, you know, come back to what you're doing today versus all the deadlines you might have coming up. I also see it as a way of slowing down, pacing yourself. It doesn't have to look like doing less, but you might need to extend deadlines. You might need to lengthen the timeline of those things because we have a really great habit of bombarding ourselves with things and like over committing our time and the way I really look at this is nurturing over hustle right there's there's been that that kind of image that we've seen for a few years which is like a line over hustle but I actually think about it as being nurturing right I feel like to me in business if we're if we're trying to avoid hustle culture. We're trying to steer clear of hustling in our businesses. 
The opposite of that would be to nurture. And you cannot rush nurturing. I'm going to say that again. You cannot rush nurturing. So no, you don't have to grow your business this year. You can, right? And I feel like it depends on how you how you interpret growing your business. But I'm seeing more and more of my peers and myself included in this really stripping back. Right? I again I'm going to use this phrase. We we grew up in this time in online business where it was like create a lead magnet for every freaking blog you put out there. Like blog every single week you know, in the good old days where you could post on Facebook and everybody would see it. Like that was the time that we grew up and then everything changed. And I feel like everything became really, really confusing and murky because that ease that we kind of felt in the early days, it certainly was not, it was toxic and it was not a nice culture to be involved in. But that ease that we felt going into our businesses, everything changed and it became hard harder, right? And after the last couple of years, I feel like so many of us are recognizing the ways in which social media or our inboxes or certain people, coaches, books, um, TV shows, movies, I don't know, all kinds of things, how not only do they impact us, but how they are actually holding us back or how they are inadvertently or perhaps completely I was going to say advertently, but I'm not sure that's the right word, (laughs) completely twisting what we believe to be, quote, normal, or what we believe to be, quote, successful. And at the end of the day, and I've said this before, and I will be saying it forever, your success is unconditional. There is no condition on which point you're successful, right? You are successful, and you get to measure that how you wish, So to me, well, I wrote down a list of what I really consider slow business is. Slow business is about slowing down. It's about honoring your needs, right? Honoring your needs. It's intuitive. It's visionary. It's making choices for yourself, right? Not what that coach on Instagram thinks, but it's making your own choices, coming back to that intuitive nature. It's saying no without guilt. It's taking your time, right? It's pacing. It's understanding that this is a marathon. This is a long game. It's creative. It's passionate. It's all about soul work. It is not lazy. It is it's not unsuccessful. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with your business. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily sabotaging yourself. And I laugh because I often sabotage myself whilst also running a slow business, but that isn't what it means. That's a whole separate thing. It doesn't mean that you're not a quote, good entrepreneur. What it does mean and I want to come back to this, is it does mean that you are listening to your intuition and you are ready to honor your needs. Because what we see in online business traditionally is this idea of focusing solely on our audience. And look, 
I love you guys. I love my community. I love the people who message me, who comment, who listen to this show, who will send me an email, who, I don't know, however it is that I connect with you all, I love that. Connection is a core value of my business. It is hugely important to me. But at the same time, I have to honor my own needs. And this is something that can often get lost in communication because what can happen is we're told to listen to our audience. What does your audience want from you? What does your audience want you to create? What do they need from you? And yeah, that's really important, of course, because if you're creating for certain people, you want to be able to, you know, create something they actually want. But at the same time, if creating that thing is going to be soul draining, if it's going to drain your energy and your time and your resources and your money, if it's going to be really unenjoyable and make you quite miserable, is it worth it? My reaction is no, it is not worth it. But I spent a lot of time doing it in my business. I spent a lot of time doing things and creating things I thought were the right projects, I thought were the right programs or offers or products. And it's also the reason why I have a lot of half-started things, because I'd start them thinking, that is it. And then I'd lose interest. Because it wasn't the thing that really, that I was really passionate about. It wasn't the thing that really drove me to support other people, help other people, connect with other people, build communities, whatever it might be. And I was really afraid of making a mistake. I was really afraid of, oh, I was really, really afraid of failing. I was also kind of afraid of being successful, but I was really afraid of changing my mind because we're not allowed to change our mind that looks flaky, right? That's the narrative, but it really doesn't. I actually think it's really, really, I think it gives people permission, right? When we can stand up and say, you know what, actually, that's not what I want to do. It gives people permission to change their mind. So when I kind of fell into slow business, right, I suddenly was like, oh, hey, my business is slow. And this, this was a fairly, I think I wanted it for a while, but it didn't happen until midway through 2021. I was thrust into slow business, which we covered in last week's episode. And when I realized that that's what I was doing, I realized how much I liked it. I realized how much I enjoyed working on projects that really, really moved me. I realized how much I enjoyed working on things that allowed me to be creative, that allowed me to get really excited about that piece of work without all the expectation of how many sales am I going to make or how much money will this make me? I did it because I enjoyed it. I did it because it was part of my passion and it drove me forward. And what happened is that when I leaned into that process, it was easy to talk about it. It was easy to tell people about this thing that I'm creating. It was easy to talk about the books I published or the workshops I was hosting. 
It was easy to show how passionate I am about it. It was easy to explain to people why it was so powerful. And it was easy to manage expectations of everyone around me versus me overcommitting and thinking that I'm not enough. And what I found by stripping my business back, by really digging into what I needed, what I wanted to really work on, the kind of business owner I really wanted to be, it did help me transform the way in which I ran my business. It allowed me to, yes, slow down and be more creative. But what I found was that I was honoring my needs on a regular basis. I found that I was listening to my intuition more and more. I I didn't have as much self-doubt. I wasn't questioning my decisions or my choices every single turn. I would make choices really easily. I'd make decisions faster. I would say no with a little bit of guilt. I'll be honest. I would feel a little bit guilty. (laughs) I said no just the other day and I was like, oh, that was really hard, but I really honored a boundary. But creating those boundaries is part of running and and building and growing or whatever, scaling a slow business. I feel like scaling a slow business is such an oxymoron, but anyway, I really took my time. I actually didn't find this easy. I want to be really honest. I didn't find this easy because there was this little voice in the back of my head saying, you're just being really lazy. Come on. Like, if you just did a little bit more, you could be so much more successful. You could make so much money. There was this little voice saying to me, your audience isn't big enough. You don't, you've not grown your email list in months. There was this little voice challenging me saying, you haven't posted on Instagram for a couple of weeks. Or you said you were going to do TikTok and you haven't done that. There was a voice saying, you've only sold 10 books. First of all, fuck that voice. Secondly, when that voice came up, it allowed me to be really curious. I'm like, okay, I hear you, but where where are you coming from? Because you're not coming from a positive place and you're not coming from anywhere good. And what it allowed me to do is explore it with curiosity, right? This is something that I'm going to get into a bit more in next week's episode, but explore it in curiosity and really reflect on the positive side of slowing down, of honoring my intuition, of honoring my needs, of saying no, of making choices. There were so many more positive outcomes, even if they didn't fit into the stereotypical box of business, right? They didn't fit into the idea, this dreamy living on a beach with a with a margarita in my hand, idea of scaling my business, sitting on my ass, just manifesting the shit out of everything. Like that's, that's not true. That's not real. It's complete bullshit. And that's not what I'm interested in. Like if that's your dream and your goal, absolutely go for that. But that's not what I wanted. And so for me, when I looked at this, I was like, actually, 
these are not the things I really want and need from my business or my life. This is what I want. This is what I need. This is where I'm at in my life. And so this is what I can be working towards in my business. And it really allowed me to come back to my bigger vision and the dreams I had and have for my business. It was really about nurturing myself instead of hustling. So when we think about slow business, it it doesn't need to take on this negative connotation. Slow business is incredibly powerful. Slow business is incredibly wealthy and it can be incredibly successful. There's nothing wrong with deciding to build a slow business, to grow a slow business. There's nothing wrong with deciding to run a slow business and take your time. And as I said at the beginning, it takes its cue from slow living, right? It takes its cue from slowing down, enjoying your business more, being more aware or conscious and living in the present moment. So it challenges so much of hustle culture. It challenges that fast pace, that hustle. It allows you to concentrate on creating something that's really meaningful and connected to your passion, your creativity, your joy. And it's long-term, right? It's long-term. And I think we see more and more how slow businesses and small audiences really stand out in the online space. It allows us to really be mindful and create more meaning behind the work that we do. And it allows us in the long term to be so much happier and healthier and more nurtured because we're not burning out. We're not on this constant high and low. We're not constantly changing our mind and feeling guilty about it, or shifting from one thing to the next. We're not getting distracted. Because the very art of slow business means that we are honoring our needs and listening to our intuition, which you'll know is a huge part of the work that I do. It's this, it's behind everything in the outlaws. Coming back to strategy, spirituality, and self-inquiry, knowing what we need, knowing where our values are, and growing our businesses from there. So as I said at the beginning of this episode, this is going to be a bit of a theme over the month of January. In next week's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some really practical steps on how to make a slow business sustainable because that is a big myth that I think holds so many of us back from really honoring our own needs and slowing down, is the fear that it won't be sustainable. The fear that we will lose income. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I haven't lost income. And I'm not going to say that you can still make the same income, because that really is definitely subjective to each person. I can't 
tell you what you're going to do or how you're, how successful your business is going to be financially. But what I can offer you is practical tips, practical steps and ideas and ways in which I've seen my business grow from strength to strength, even though it has slowed down exponentially. So before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to let you know about a little thing that I created for you all. You may have heard me talk about this at the end of last year, and that is the Planning by the Moon Nurture Tracker. Last December, I started tracking each day in my Planning by the Moon Planner how nurtured I was feeling. I've got it in front of me right now, and to be quite honest, it was really, really interesting to see this visual of how nurtured I felt on a daily basis. It was really interesting to see the days where I wasn't feeling very nurtured at all and the days in where I felt really, really nourished and nurtured and joyful. It's been an incredible visual tool. It's been really interesting to see the patterns right? That's a huge part of this. Any tracker, obviously, seeing patterns and being able to say, oh, you know what? I wasn't being kind to myself this week or my period was here during this week. And so I needed to be nurtured, but it didn't really work or I had a deadline or whatever it might be. And so this nurture tracker is a beautiful visual. It's also incredibly challenging in a really wonderful way because it lovingly asks you to kind of check in with yourself. Like, do you know what it means to be nurtured? And when the answer is no, I've got you because I've created some journal prompts to go along with the nurture tracker. So you can actually get a free copy of the Planning by the Moon Nurture Tracker and a series of journal prompts to help you recognize how to nurture yourself, what it would feel like to be nurtured. And then you can start to track this month by month. The great thing about the Nurture Tracker is you can print it out and you can just cut it down to size and stick it in your existing planners or journals, or you can just have it in like a plastic wallet, however you want to use it. And there's a few ways in which you can track. You can color in or mark or highlight, whatever you choose, all of the dots in a row, or you could just mark wherever you are on the tracker and and kind of see that graph take shape, which is what I'm trying out this month in January. And I've been a little bit slack. Let me be honest. I'm just going to flick to my January nurture tracker right now. We're kind of going for a blue and lilac theme, which is not my usual color palette. But you know, so far January, we've had a good month. We've we've been feeling fairly nurtured. Um, School's back in action now, so we will see. But I really encourage you to go over to the show notes click the link and grab a copy of the free nurture tracker um, because you can set all of your, you can set how often you want to hear from me via email. So if you want to just, I send two emails a week. So if you want to just get the podcast email, or if you want to hear my wonderful stories on a Monday as well, feel free to click that little toggle, but you can decide how often you hear from me. You'll get a free copy of the nurture tracker and those journal prompts. And we'll be hanging out together in your inbox, which honestly has been giving me so much joy over the last six months. I have loved writing my email newsletters every single week and you'll love it too. 
right? I have seen so much positive feedback from those emails. So thank you for that. And um, this is probably going to be my my kind of core place to hang out with you guys, because whilst I will be posting on Instagram, my intention is to spend a little bit less time there. So if you want to get regular content from me kind of in longer form, in the written form as well, then make sure you go and check out that nurture tracker get on the email list. We can hang out together in your inbox. Um, and you can always unsubscribe. That's absolutely fine. I will not cry. Um, and I get it. I unsubscribe from shit all the time. It is just the world we live in, but you will get updates. So you can try, you can, you can choose, <laughs> you can choose how to manage your preferences, how many times you want to hear from me, all that good stuff. I feel like I got a little bit excited there talking about my email, my email newsletter. Anyway, that is it for today's episode, episode 59. Next week in episode 60, as I said, we are going to be talking all about how to make a slow business sustainable. Practical steps, folks. We are going to talk about practical steps because that's really important. And I think if you are looking to slow down this year in your business or you have kind of found yourself slowing down, but maybe starting to panic a little bit, um, this will be an episode you definitely want to tune into. So I will see you next week for episode 60. In the meantime, have a great week. Make sure you're getting that nurture tracker and nurture the fuck out of yourself. And... (laughs) sounded really day (laughs) and come over to instagram say hi so we can continue this conversation over there until next week outlaws thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of entrepreneurial outlaws if you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode would you do me a small favor It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our Outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. Outlaws.